In the A to Z of things unseen, D is for doubt. I'm Mark Dowd, I'm one of the regular presenters of Things Unseen. I'm a former friar and I'm no stranger to doubt. The reason I've chosen doubt is it's the other side of the coin of faith. And when I look, if you like, at the way my own faith has ebbed and flowed, you know, like the kind of tide of the sea, I think the biggest tests for me have been the time also when my faith has been strengthened and has moved on. Let me give you an example. When I was a friar, I had this huge crisis in my first year. I got a little bit tiddly after the Easter vigil, having had one or two many gins celebrating the resurrection of the Lord. And I went round the common room with all the friars and sort of saying, I just don't believe in all this anymore. It's all made up by human beings. And perhaps we just invented God because we need to have something to believe in. And people came up to me and said, you're just a tired, slightly drunken novice. You need to go away and read and pray. One of my heroes is St. Thomas, the doubting apostle. I mean, we're in this lovely church here as I speak to you, the Church of St. Aloysius, just over the road from Euston Station in central London. And in front of me, there's this image of Jesus, the risen Jesus. It's a stained glass window. And we can see really, really clearly those holes in his hands and his feet. That amazing story of when Thomas, after his resurrection, uh, Thomas says to the apostles, I don't believe Jesus is back unless I see the hands where the holes are from the wounds of the nails and unless I see the holes in his feet, I won't believe. And it's not just Thomas because, you know, it's such a human response to say, I need the proof. I think it's no coincidence, my birthday, the 21st of December, used to be, in the church's tradition, the feast day of St. Thomas. As a little boy, I wanted to know more about him. And my mum used to say, oh, he was the one who had all the doubts. And I thought, well, how appropriate. Even at a young age, I think I was sceptical. I remember as a TV person working on an interview with um, Jonathan Dimbleby, the famous TV presenter. Jonathan was interviewing Dr. John Hapgood. He was the Archbishop of York many years ago. And like many presenters, he wanted a yes or no answer to lots of questions. And one of the questions was about the virgin birth. Do you really believe that the Virgin Mary conceived Jesus through the Holy Spirit? And Jonathan was testing the archbishop on doctrine. And he wouldn't give simple answers. And I could see the archbishop getting more and more angry during this interview and cross. And eventually he leant forward to Jonathan and furrowed his brow and said in these immortal, unforgettable words, Mr. Dimbleby, has it ever occurred to you that the lust for certainty might be a sin? And you know, with Thomas, of course we understand why he had those questions. But what's the end of the Thomas story? Presented with the evidence. I mean, how many of us would love to have Jesus walk into the room and present himself and say, look, I the answer to your prayers. We're not going to get that, it strikes me. But in Thomas's case, how does he react? He gets on his knees and seeing God before him lies prostrate and says, my Lord and my God. I love that story. I really wish the church had not taken Thomas from me and put his feast day into July rather than December, but I will always identify with him. I'm now 55. When I had all those doubts as a young friar, when I had all those questions in my 20s, I hadn't seen very much of life, and now I see the relevance of the gospel much more having lived out my life and sticking it through despite the doubts. And of course, perhaps most importantly of all, 
at Christ's crucifixion, the moment when he surrenders and gives up himself to God. This isn't a triumphant Jesus saying, I've got all this sorted. This isn't the Jesus in a magisterial way, looking down on everything he's done and gracefully giving himself up to the Father. This is the Jesus who says, my God, my God, why have you deserted me? If God himself on the cross is capable of having that doubt, and yet we know that's not the end of the story because there is life beyond that dark tomb, then it seems to me that we're given permission to have doubt. And you can hear this programme again and find other editions of Things Unseen at www.thingsunseen.co.uk.